I want to trade with you. You'll trade with me. Are you going to trade out that wig? I, I don't want to trade anything. I want to trade you for another co-host. Um, we're looking for a new co-host, uh, performer that doesn't show up high to all of our fucking... Well, that can't rules you out. That rules you out. That's why don't do it. Season six, episode now, three. Actually, I, I want to be honest with our viewers. We just recorded this <laughs> already. We was, we spent 17 minutes, but we had to start over. So this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Um, this is episode three. Of season six of Wait, Don't Do It. I am the Damon D. Senior New Paris, and I'm joined with the very lovely, the very... Um, Charming. Yeah. Toxic. Uh, what's your name? Rafi. Um, you know him. You love him. You just seen him got tagged on a reel from Washingtonian Problems. You know he's super famous for his uh, Muriel Bowser impersonation, since you are now the premier DC drag impersonator for Muriel Bowser. Um, yeah, according to people, I am. So I'm just going by public opinion. Uh, but I'm letting you borrow her wig right now uh, for this podcast. Uh, and it's actually working for you. Yeah, I love a middle part. I love a part that says I don't care what goes on in my city. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your hairline right now is North Capitol Street. <laughs> Dividing the whole city. And this is the bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's too soon. It's too late. It's too late. People uh, die. I mean, I actually wanted to talk about that a little bit for New News Corner, so I'm going to jump ahead to New News Corner. It's about me, New New Paris, uh, DC drag queen, uh, award-winning counselor. Um, Drugged out girl. <laughs> no quirk. <laughs> um, allegedly. I'm not Danny Beard. I'm not underscore. I'm not underscore. I'm not a C or the K, honey. <laughs> <laughs> this this week for Danny's Corner, I'm really like so stoned. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really so perturbed by this idea of safety in the city. Like I have anxiety, right? It, it's weird to like go out because you you get on Washington Probs, you get on um, DMV Murder Madness, or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know the name. I don't know the name, but you know it's in that range. <laughs> DMV Hood News. <laughs> you know, there's another one. There's like a, a Murder Inc. kind of thing. But anyway. Yeah, it's a you, label. <laughs> are you trying to sort of a uh, big safe? <laughs> Murder Inc. <laughs> it's the real cheese, baby. <laughs> but you see all these posts that's always like someone got shot in broad daylight. Yeah. It's 1.30. Yeah. Right? Places literally. that, you know. We all frequent, and it's just weird to have this idea of safety in the city. Like, I still think, you know, at some point we should still go out and we can't be restrained by our fear. But I just think it's important to talk about these feelings because it's like, it's everywhere, you know? There's like no safe space. I can definitely feel that sentiment as a biker in the city. I think I sometimes I really put my life in danger, uh, just put like crossing the street on here because people are very unhinged. Um, and um, that's always my biggest concern, but I just don't see any like, especially after the pandemic, right? Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna stop scarcity mindset? How are you gonna stop people f- uh, needing to do what they need to do to survive, or what they feel like they need to do to survive? Um, I like that sentiment, scarcity mindset. You know, we we really have to get to a. A level of socialism, you know what I mean? But we need to get to a, a level of, you know, we are all in it together. You know, very high school musical. Um, because the planet's dying, you know? Like, we have to come together. It's and like, it seems like recently, more people, more there's more of a reason to do it. Because people see the planet dying. People see, like, things, like, going out of whack. There's no ozone layer. Like, it's crazy. But, yeah, so in terms of the feeling safe, like, 
you know, and drag. You know, in drag, Rappy knows, like, I kind of, like, get to the Uber and kind of run into the gig, right? Because mm-hmm. I always think some, like, straight bullet is going to hit me. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did not know this. That's your sentiment. This is my confession. This is my confession. <laughs> my confession. I'm trying to be real with you. Okay. Oh, my God. You think there's going to be a straight bullet the minute you step out of a car? <sighs> and, you know, because I'm, I'm so tall in drag, I just think it's going to hit me. And I, I run to the gig. Okay. I run in the rain when they shut down U Street when we mm-hmm. did our Fabulosa event. Which, by the way, if you were keeping up from episode two, we actually had a sold out show at DC Nine uh, yeah. for Fabulosa, an amazing event. We performed, Rappy danced on stage all night, right? Pretty much. Um, I had to, uh, but it was a great time. Thank you for everyone uh, for coming. Everyone was there, and I felt the love. I just wish my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was my first hosting gig and uh, um as a drag queen i'm so thankful for opportunities yeah um and i just really liked all the, the the performers that were there you know it was really showcases of love heritage you know people's moms were there right yeah um people really got to uh, donate for a great cause you want to talk about your your charity you're donating to from the proceeds we'll be donating uh parts of the ticket sales to la puebla la puebla um Clinic uh, over here in Columbia Heights. Um, they have a, they uh, foster a lot of care for Latin immigrants here in this district, and I think they do great work. So we gotta do it. Um, yeah, C C Puede. Did that move? Did that quote come from A. Brothers Garcia, B. Bring It On, C. Jump, or D. What was that movie actually called? <laughs> <laughs> Because I think it's really the, just called Season Point with America Fear. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Gotta kick it out. Wow. Gotta kick it out. Wow. Icons in there. Okay. How dare you. Actually, we're gonna watch that for Latin Heritage Month. We're gonna watch Gotta Kick It Out, bitch. Honestly. Um, but yes. Thank you for fabulous day. Which is gonna see us. Thank you for coming. And don't forget, we are doing our Halloween party that is gonna be just as successful and fun. Over and at Latin with all Latin artists and me at Upper West Side Cafe uh, this October 29th at 9 p.m. Yes, get your tickets link in bio. You know the deal. And if you want a discount, hit up Rappi's DM. Send a pretty little nude, and he'll give you a discount. Okay. I like that word, pretty little nude. <laughs> yeah, pretty little. Yes, yeah, from my uh, makeup collection. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But going back to safety, I feel like. Are you living in a? Are you even thinking about that when you're out and about? Because you're definitely. You know, out there, right? You're you're in the ether. You're in the in the streets, in the trenches. Um, I do think sometimes, like as a person that quote unquote can be seen as a public figure in DC, I think if someone doesn't like me enough, you know, what if some people are fostering so much hate for me that they're like, oh, you know, bang bang. Um, that's a thought. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm very vulnerable because I am public figure, but I don't have the means for security or anything like that. Literally. <laughs> Um, that's a real concern, you shady whore. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, I laugh at my pain, right? <laughs> laugh at my pain, you see? Toxicity. Um, but I just know that I'm glad that I have you as my bodyguard. <laughs> for <laughs> straight bullets. Yeah, he used it as a bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I do, yeah. Um, but I still go out, I still have fun, but you know, it just, it does concern me. That's why I don't go out like back-to-back nights, you know, because sometimes I'm like, all right, am I going to make it this night? 
Um, I can definitely feel that sentiment right now. I think I'm still navigating safety in the social environments. Like, I think, like, I've seen a lot of behaviors from followers that um, are something that can be concerning, like following me around, doing, like, weird shit. Um, that's always been, I think, the more annoying thing, that people just know automatically more about me than I do them. And that I think that is very vulnerable. Um, but as public as, as as far as safety is concerned, I think the world, if you in as, as, in in a general scope, our world is still a much safer place than it was a thousand years ago. Right, because now you can't get away with murder. Yeah, like or like I mean, you could still. I mean, do I think billionaires are getting away with murder every day? Yes. Human trafficking, sure, but yeah. murder. I believe the stories, um, but I do see that um, that like you know I I do lean towards the side of optimism, knowing that the world is somewhat of a safer place. That we, especially in DC, hear about all the crime because it's such a small. I was gonna say yeah, like but I mean I'm sure if you live in a certain kind of city, obviously if you're in like LA, New York, Atlanta, there's like a certain you know higher level in general compared to other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, DC is like the smallest one of all of them. And so. we are such a niche city, like we have such a community on social media versus like I know that New York does, and I know New York has seen the subway. Their subways right now are pretty wild to say the least um and that it has been a point of concern on tiktok that i've noticed living in new york but at the end of the day new york has never been safe like it's never been like in a golden age of new york there's never and if you ask me like there's never truly been a golden age of like dc safety i just think that it's been policed in a very incorrect way and i think that it's been I think the scarcity of certain like apartment living conditions in the city drives people to do crime. That's why carjackings are so common. Like most of most of there's if you, I wonder what the list would look like if you compare like carjackings to, like nonviolent crimes to violent crimes in DC. What does that actually look like? Right. You know, that's why I you know there's so many savvy people who either drive like a manual car, like a stick shift car or like me, have a really ugly looking car on the outside, so no one t- wants to take it. <laughs> and, you know, you, you stay and safe. And she parks in a parking garage, to be clear. Yeah, it didn't help, but still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's right. That one time. <laughs> so it didn't help. Um, but yeah, thank you for that long um, opinion during the news corner. Do you score? I'm gonna start like a timer. Just kidding. Oh my new, god. New, 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 new news no, episode. Right. No. I I love your think pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I mean that. And I thank you for adding to safety and just really sharing in that uh, shared emotion that we feel sometimes. But again, we should still go out. We should still not give in to fear because life is short. Life is short. Um, and time isn't real, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what is real is toxic people in these in these streets. Um, one being Rafi Yermanzor. Ooh. Um, well, today's topic of concern is toxicity. We wanted to dive into, like, kind of the types of toxicity. Like, what mm-hmm. is your brand of toxicity, if you would say? Um, to me, the toxic traits can be someone who is passive or um slothy like doesn't stand up for his friends or so, doesn't oh my god it's just very like passive doesn't allows injustices to happen and, and, and this comes after you almost found someone left for dead out on u street right <laughs> first of all let's be clear here 
Let's be clear here. We're not talking about that. <laughs> okay. First of all, you would do the same. Let's be clear. Oh, so that's your toxic trait. What? The lying. You would that you would not do the same? Do what? You we, first of all, maybe set clear, the set the stage. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? <laughs> tell me about the situation. I'll tell you what I wouldn't even do. We first of all, we were walking after a long night of hooking home. <laughs> And he spotted the person laying there on the floor. I did so, not see the person. So floor makes it sound like it was inside somewhere. No, on the ground. So this is at ground in public. Yes. Okay. Yes. And they were a young person, an old person? Young person. A young person who was alive. Yeah, they were just passed out. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. So, 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 what, so, uh, so what do you do as a bystander? Do you... I um, didn't notice. I just wanted to keep... I kept home? going. And I kept going. But to be quite honest, the reason why I was I was picking a fight with this person about the situation was because I was... And that's my toxic trait, is that I had feelings about something going on that night, and I needed to get those feelings out, no matter what. And unfortunately... I think a passed out person is a good you know, way to... I saw, an, I saw an opening to have an argument, and I had that argument. And I do think that's the reality of the situation was... You have to edit this part, but um, but I think the rea- the <laughs> the, rea- the reality of the situation was that I di- I would never have even thought about I would never have saw that person I was just walking and I was trying to get home, honey. You're okay with letting people die? Is that what you're saying on this podcast? I didn't see the person, but what if you did, if you did, would you have stopped? I mean, <laughs> do, we, do we do we walk past? People on crack in the street all the time, Nunu Paris? Yes. I don't walk on the street, so I don't. Nunu? Nunu! What we're not gonna do. No, I just want you to stand on it, because y'all not y'all really be your favorite cameras. <laughs> what we're not gonna do is say. I'm telling you, I would walk past. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> But it's, you're trying to double down, to backtrack. I'm just trying to. Tell, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm asking you a question. Track. I'm saying. I'm asking you to be a man. I, who? <laughs> <laughs> the sit on this day. <laughs> no, I'm telling you that, <laughs> and I am telling you, <laughs> and I'm telling you that you were living for dead. I when first of all, they were not going to die. They were going to wake up in a very uncomfortable state. Period. They were fine. Also, what if like, a rat? Also, and then my thing, my carry them you're, back you're, to their burrow. Past that. Past that. The person that was trying to communicate these situations was being a little too nice and being a little too passive in the situation. He was talking to this family like, oh, yeah, your friend's here. Like, I'll be, I'm never leaving him. Like, Get over here. Your friend's dead. You're a bad friend. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, that is how I would approach that situation. I don't feel like it always means that, like, you're a bad friend. Like, I have personally, in my lifetime, you know, blacked out, disappeared, broken into cars. You know what I'm saying? My friends lost me. Do I think they were bad friends, or or was I in my drunken state, you know, <laughs> in in a, in a state where they couldn't keep up with me? What if he just wandered off and he, they don't know where he is? Like I I think there's so many layers to it, and you know we've all had messy nights. Um, Rafi, you had a messy night. Um, how many nights this week? <laughs> <laughs> I that, I wouldn't say I had messy nights. I I, I did not pass out on the floor. Um, Taylor Swift's new album, Messy girl. Nights. Honey. Again, my situation is. And we're not gonna like talk about it any further. Is oh oh uh, you, you don't tell me <laughs> you don't tell me we're talking about my podcast. Is I found an opening to have an argument that I was waiting to have the entire night, and I took it. And I 
Why not find an opening to like someone's booty hole instead? Um, like, wouldn't that be more fun than like some, yelling at someone? For this person in my life, that was the option. Was it was it was more of a state of my mind. I think so. I I don't think I was in the moment to have sex. I was just in the moment to. It's all the, the same thing. Because I also love to argue, and that's again back to toxicity. No. That is my true toxic trait. Is that passion I, and pain taste the same when I am weak? Okay, I'm exhausted by you. I'm exhausted by you. So Nunu, uh, you my toxic killed, so that's my toxic trait. So, uh, <laughs> you've killed your animals before. That you, <laughs> that you. I mean, you eat meat, so I guess we've all killed our animals. You killed before. your pet iguana. You killed it you by accident. You put a you put it under a pillow and you said, oh my God, imagine using my pillow." <laughs> I, I, and it didn't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have a name. No wonder you killed it. <laughs> so, I digress. It but was no, evil. <laughs> no, I, what I would say your toxic trait is pass, not passivity. I wouldn't say you're passive. I would say that you, you're very um, controlling. You think I'm passive aggressive. You're manipulative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just manipulate this whole situation. I didn't mean to say anything. I asked you to speak on something. <laughs> <laughs> to make me look bad. I didn't have to look bad. <laughs> and to make yourself as the unpresenting with no opinion reporter <laughs> when you're the queen bitch of I'll be dead if a bum touch me or whatever. <laughs> uh, I feel like as the host of the Zeus Network reunion, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, give the people a storyline. That's all. Um I don't I really don't think I have any toxic traits. I mean, I'm pretty I'm pretty great. Um, people love me. There's no beef. Like, no one's talked about me behind my mm. back. Um, you know, I get invited to all the parties. Um, I have a billion followers. So, yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. I think my toxic lies, trait. Lies, lies. <laughs> <laughs> Be vulnerable. Some of that is, is real, maybe. <laughs> um, I, don't re- I mean, my toxic trait is thinking that I can control everything. And I do. Um, that's, that's really it. And so, like I said, but there's, again, other... Talk- my job, my toxic trait is that I am a drama girl. I love drama. I lean into drama in a sense of... I When I see... I don't cause drama, but when I see an option for oh. drama, I never cause drama. Oh. That is a stern fact. I mean... I, I, what have you I, ever I, seen I, me out I, of my I, way start something with somebody? Never a day in my life. Right, but you also don't let nothing go. So, like, I think it's a choice to, like, go yes or but no. Again, but, again, don't start nothing. There won't be a problem. So. It may, I just think, you know, anything can be a problem. So, I... Do we have a problem? So, I can say that that can be my toxic trait. Um, but, again, I try to hold myself accountable. Like I said, I... Oh. But also, I'm not going to entertain conversations that don't have a destination either. I'm literally about to say that next. Yeah. Oh, my God, you're so predictable. Um, <laughs> no, no, We're no, no. Insane. You're unique. <laughs> That's what you are. Um, I also want to just do a quick check in with you. Now, you just tried live on the podcast a different type of THC strain. How does it make you feel? You feel you see your energy seems calm now. Um, I would say, ooh, I mean, my leg is not shaking. You're right because I had a lot of caffeine though. Um, but I feel like. I am in a check-in, in the, if we're checking in, I'm in a very um, good space now after this weekend. I had a little tiff, um, obviously, that I should have handled a long time ago, and it's still in a weird space, but cool, cool, cool. Um, but I think once I let time heal wounds, I think that's when I'll be back to A100. But right now, I'm feeling a little 
you know, under the weather. Emotionally. Emotionally. Sometimes. Cloudy skies. I'm enjoying the sadness, though. So, so. I had a bad day. Take <laughs> one down. Flip it around. It's yeah. <laughs> that era of, like, you know, relatable emotional songs. Feel the rain on your skin. No one else can do it for you. I'm still relating to my girls. Again, Becky G, mommy right now. If y'all want to know my situation right now, mommy. Becky G, Carol G, GG, Gutierrez. Um, so where do you feel that your trajectory is going in terms of handling toxicity This now that we're almost going into Scorpio season, going into Halloween oh, season? and I'm a rising Scorpio, so yeah, I, want, be... I mean, you, you had some encounters this weekend where yelling was involved, punches were thrown. I would not say punches. Um, I would not say yelling. I would not tears say... Tears were shed. I was not crying. Um, and more importantly, alcohol was drank. So, um, I think that's something I need to start like really taking seriously. Is DC is a very drinking city, honey? So I have to remember. It's just that. like an addiction city. Um, and it's just it's just part I mean, of culture. I think I think, I think, I think it's just like it's nightlife a, in general. The world, though, the cities are all. That's what I'm saying. It's, I think it's definitely nightlife culture, and it's not even like a judgment kind of thing. I just think like we're all doing just out something. and about. And I have to yeah, like yesterday I went to trade and I didn't drink and it was a blast. I like, still had a great time. I didn't feel like I needed to drink, but I think for me it's identifying triggers and then trying to distance myself, having to fight off these feelings that I have to not make people in my life trying to like people's attention in my life. I can't, I can't let that be my validation in life. So this person who is coming in to my life orbit, your universe, my universe that I don't want to be in my universe anymore, but they keep putting themselves in my universe makes me feel good in a way, but it also hurts to see that person just like do that. So I need to, you know, learn that I don't need that as validation and I'm, I matter regardless. And I hope that person one day, you know, learns that they matter as well. They don't need me to make them matter either. You know what? We all make ourselves matter. Um, and that's just really the end of it, but it's such a hard lesson to learn, right? That, some other person that you enjoy, love, obsess over, adore, want their attention, you know, isn't giving you that. It makes you, it was human. It makes you a little crazy, right? And it's just part of the process. I think it's learning how to be okay with what you don't have control over. And the girl who's controlling. Yeah, um, I was about to ask you that follow-up question. I'm glad you acknowledged that. It's, it's, it's something, I don't know. I feel like my control issues are very uh, great I love it. I, I definitely feel like I don't want to change. <laughs> like, it, it's to that kind of level. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over here taking accountability for my bad behavior, but you I are. I think just... accountability. I think it's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Um, because I don't think it's affecting me negatively. You know what I mean? Um, my control issues manifest in a way that kind of sets me up for things. And I'm kind of okay with that because, you know, if you already know what's going to happen, it's not as, like, mm-hmm. not as uh, devastating. But planning emotions can be so hard, you know? And mm-hmm. you're just so emotional all the time. So, you know, I see you. I'm scared. I'm scared for, for you out in these streets because you could go off at any minute. And then what happens then? 
Oh, I don't go off on strangers for no reason. Okay, <laughs> I make sure kidding. they don't have guns. Just okay? kidding. Oh I definitely God. make sure they don't have guns. Uh, let's be clear. I'm a, I'm a smart bitch about this. I'm just kidding. The only people never... Rafi yells at is um, drivers. That's the only people Rafi yells at. I have not yelled at uh, uh, Uber driver in a I while. I said drivers while you're biking. You yell at cars. I was about to say, I'm, I'm, I've definitely worked on my customer service skills over the phone. <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not mean to the help, but any no. driver that is near you on the street. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I don't like, like I said, I don't go out of my way to like, get shot though yeah i know that people can be very crazy over road rage so i'm not gonna risk myself on a vulnerable mic for that feeling of telling someone off i think that accountability also comes like reality because a lot of these things like our coping mechanisms like my control issues they are defense mechanisms but like you have to replace the defense or the coping mechanism with something else like you can't just like get rid of it and not have a a substitute you know what i'm saying because then you're left with no way to cope or you turn to something even you know worse in a sense mm-hmm. so how does one cope if they have anxiety if they have control issues if they have emotional you know tantrums so to speak i think this podcast has been a great um uh coping mechanism you know sometimes it does open me up to a very vulnerable space but i think um having these creative projects has been very helpful um, having the benefit of being creative, I think, is ultimately something that I really enjoy. And I really am hoping to, like I said, build collaborations with writers, other writers, other people in the city that are creatives. Because uh, especially as you get older, I don't know how I was writing these like 120 page scripts as a kid. Because I, I, I used to write like scripts because, you know, obviously in the closet, my life was not being fulfilled. So I was creating a storyline for myself. Um, but now it's almost like I've done that. In life, like I think I've created my life as like how I would want it to see on a movie, and I think that regaining that coping mechanism of like, you know, seeing opportunities for drama but putting them on a page and making money off it first of all, and not having to live it is a great idea for me. So I think that would be my coping mechanism. So if you're a screenwriter in the city looking to work together, honey, call me. Uh, but we will definitely screen you. I think my coping mechanism, you know, should manifest in um, some photographer taking pictures of me. Okay? Um, let's model it out. Let's yeah, Nunu, our... Nunu, your apartment needs more pictures of Nunu, honestly. I mean, just check my Instagram. Check my technique. Uh, no, um, I definitely think that having that, that uh, area to vet is necessary. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really use my art as, like, emotional therapy so it's hard finding other ways as a creative you know like what am i inspired by i'm so referential sometimes so it's very like by the book right because mm-hmm. i don't i mean i mean i feel like it, the control even like manifests in my makeup right yeah like i don't want to like experiment and look ugly most of the time so i don't try as much because <laughs> i don't want to look bad but opening her up to that you know those failures will always allow you to grow more I mean, let's be real here. You've already had bad looks, so you've only gotten prettier. <laughs> I've had bad looks, and, and your just, avatar look was my favorite color face look that you've ever done in my your entire, entire life. life. Thank you. Uh, um, thank so it you. takes a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just felt that was so natural. I feel like sometimes it just comes to me. You know, mm-hmm. like, but I also am so open to the universe, right? My chakras are like very like dial. Uh, I want to talk about my health journey. I want to talk about my health journey. Um, as you all know, Nunu Paris is lean 
Mm-hmm. She's tall. Mm-hmm. She's great legs. Yeah. But, you know, she doesn't have the best eating habits sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my um, confession to, These you know. So wanting to, tr- you know, start fresh, you know, and with HelloFresh, I can I can do just that. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> this is not sponsored, but that was a great intro. Hello Fresh, honestly. Honestly, go back. Go back. But yeah, that was a great Yeah. My life with HelloFresh is so different. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I am a I'm a girl that eats out before HelloFresh. I ate out um every day. Every day. Um and I just wasn't getting vegetable. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, you know, taking in all the proper nutrients. And I wanted to change that life. You know, now that I'm 25, I, my body's changing. Yeah. And so with HelloFresh, I thought, oh, my God, these meals are going to come. And I was like, grocery shopping. They're going to come prepared. And it didn't work like that. You have to actually cook. <laughs> you have to make them yourself. And sometimes you're cooking for 30 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. Oh. Um. Have I successfully cooked a meal, HelloFresh, by myself? No. No. <laughs> no. I have assisted my partner twice. Mm-hmm. He's able to cook all the meals. He's able to understand all the you know ingredients and directions and how stuff comes apart. I mean, there's just, like, random vegetables in bags. Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's stuff. Like, they, a zester. What's a zester? You yeah, it's I mean? too much for me. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, like stuff and all the stuff makes really good food though the food is great like it tastes so good the oh, portions yeah. are a little small you know as a stoner you know we like to eat yeah. and i kind of like added some stuff sometimes. right like i just made a meal and like me and raffi are gonna eat you know order something right after this obviously yeah um not chinese though but yeah, yeah I, I don't think chinese it's closed on mondays so oh is it yeah oh wow they better have their day of rest um and I encourage everyone else to try different things with food. Like, I ate kale, which was really cunt for me. Oh, wow. Um, I don't eat lettuce. I've never had a salad before. You've never eaten a leafy green in your life. I've never eaten a hamburger. I don't, I don't eat a lot of stuff. Um, and Was that a veggie burger I saw out there? Um, no, they're, they're <coughs> like ground beef. I still don't eat the burgers. My boyfriend just eats them. Oh, that, that looked really good, actually. It was. It's, it's, it is. It is. It is. It is. All the food is really good, though. Like, it's like, it gives... Um, and now I'm getting skinnier, so um, that's not the goal to get skinny. The goal is to get healthy, but you know, being skinny is a nice side effect. Mm-hmm. But if you're not skinny, whatever. Um, we don't want to be like Kanye West and saying that the media is uplifting Lizzo and her unhealthy eating habits. You saw that? I think people care too much about other other people's bodies, and that's just a fundamental fact. Y'all really be commenting on people's bodies for no reason, and honestly, some people need to. Um, also, stop opening themselves to criticism. I, I, I see it both ways. Um, like, I, I, I cannot stand these weight loss TikToks or, of, like, people being like, oh. Really? Oh, man, like, oh, my God. I I don't ever get those on my FYP. Why do you think you get those on yours and not? Because I lost 100 pounds. I'm telling you, once you've done that, that's your life. That is your... <laughs> What you, girl, try. I probably lost 100 pounds. My weight fluctuates, but you know, over the lifetime, I probably lost. You've never lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I'm but, pretty but, sure I've grieved and lost 100 pounds. Uh, the gross. I'm talking about the gross. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, so that, that kind of never leaves you. Um, I think this has been the healthiest relationship I've had with my body in a long time. Yeah, it looks like it. Like, like you feel you look like you're comfortable in your body like comfortable cozy 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Cozy. <laughs> you better forgive yourself for your sins. Comfortable <laughs> in your skin. <laughs> Comfortable with my sins. I hope you are. I hope you are. I, I love myself. God damn. Cozy. <laughs> but yeah, continue. Yeah, you, you're, you're having a really great uh, relationship with your body. Like, you I talk, think I've got. I do you talk to your body? I want everyone to know. I this is no. I I have noticed myself body checking less, which in, like in the mirror. Which what, is, what's body checking mean? When you like constantly like lift your shirt up to like make sure your waist is still good. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> this has been we're gonna do it the last episode <laughs> me being on this fucking podcast oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so gay I mean I feel like I watched Christina Aguilera's beautiful you know music video <laughs> like the rest of us but like I didn't think it was like really giving yeah I've, I've never cared that much like I cared but like I wasn't like you know what I mean? I didn't try to take my you titties You've just been down. in a relationship for that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, even back then, like, I wasn't, I just wasn't that girl. Like, I'd be like, damn, I'm going to get bigger. But I'm going to do that about it. <laughs> I just was like, girl, it didn't work out. And it did. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm just going to, what happened? <laughs> I really cozy. <laughs> Just give it to God. I was like, Dude, he gonna work it out with me. <laughs> God's not taking those pounds, honey. He's not taking any of those pounds. I really just think my life. I would just be led to like. I would believe something would happen. I'd just be skinny. I don't know. Well, recently, like I said, I've been a lot more just like accepting of like, like <laughs> I want everyone to know. I'm not even. I, and I've, I, I've been fluctuating in, in this kind of, my era of this body that I've been having. Um, but like I like I said, I'm not the thinnest I've ever been, but I feel the thinnest I've ever been. And that is, I don't well, want to say. more valuable. I don't, and that's not, I don't want to be problematic about that. Because I, I don't want everyone to be like, oh, thin is a mindset or thin, blah, blah, blah. But in a way that like, this is the, this is like the sexiest I've ever felt. And the most, like, just like, again, cozy in. Who I feel like I am. So there are obviously always moments of like, oh, should I be eating this or da 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 da. But you've got to work through those uh, uh, moments and realize that you are giving no matter what. And there's more yeah, elements somebody to Somebody love your ass. You know, so, you know that. But also, you are going to love yourself the more comfortable you feel with your body. And so, like I said, I didn't balloon up like I thought I was I didn't gain all the weight back I didn't do all these I didn't I, nothing bad happened to me when I just stopped caring about what was I what I was eating I do want to eat better because I want to like have a long healthy life right that's but, why I'm doing the hello fresh and that's why I'm doing the journey you know it's really mm. about like longevity you know like I'm not like I don't feel you know that my look is weird I don't I don't I feel comfortable I feel like I I just think that comes with wisdom and aging so yeah. now that you're aged you probably feel that way yeah, just like us. We're in uh, a spring thing. I, I know that I, I give mature maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it seems like you have also... Do you think being in drag has helped you be more comfortable with your body <laughs> and yourself? No, no. Um, it definitely has made me more insecure, for sure. Really? Drag? Yeah, it's because it's, it's a very hard... Um, Arena. Yes. I mean, it's look-based, so... It is. It's the first kind of exposure you've had to being judged for your looks. Yes, yes. It's it's hard because 
you know, I feel like when you're skinnier, everything's easier. It just feels easier. Yeah. People expect less. You can wear anything. And if you don't have it already, you can just, like, rip up five sheets of fabric and put it around your body. And it's just enough. And it, when you're bigger, it's just harder to achieve what other people achieve by doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's not as... Not as helpful. Not as helpful, I feel like, to the body image. But I think with padding and corsets and belts and hiding things and the right dress, anyone can feel beautiful. And, I, you know, that's kind of the power of drag is that people assume you feel beautiful. You know what I mean? People assume that you feel confident. confident. So, you know, you just have to give in to that. And that's really what it is. I just, you just pretend to be confident. I will say um, the internet... Is a lot meaner to women, and and drag is, I I believe, no except no exception to that. Um, it's uh it's wild how when like I said when I was in drag how people just felt comfortable telling me what their opinions were. Nah, yeah, uh, it, people just and just people just think you're open to them. Like yeah. again, it's not it doesn't become like for you, but kind of like for public consumption. Yeah, so. Ugh, the public opinion is hard, but you know I I think it's important to have a good support system, like. <laughs> great friends, great community. And for the most part, I feel like people ultimately want to have that kind of positive community. I feel like there's no body that's like really so hateful. Um, like everyone has good in them. Mm-hmm. Everyone has toxicity in them. But you gotta take accountability. You gotta take it by the reins because this is your life and hurting other people doesn't help you. It just it adds more to your plate. Yeah. So be aware. Communicate. Be vulnerable. Take that plunge. You know what I mean? I think that's that's what I would say for people. Um, wait. Don't be toxic. <laughs> wait. Don't be toxic. Wait. Stop drinking for a month. Stop drinking for a month. I mean, your body will thank you. Your liver. Your liver. So. Oh, my God. And um, make sure next time you black out on U Street, you don't have rapping near you. Um, don't make me mad. I'm a great blackout girl. Like, I, I'm a pretty fun blackout girl. Like, trust. Well, I gotta be black. But don't be insecure, don't be toxic, and love yourself. Give that love to yourself and others. Just treat people even be treated. It's so easy. It's so easy out here in the streets. Um, and if you want to feel seen and validated, you can always find us on Wait Don't Do It Podcast. And this October 29th, you can see us at Gag Party, our Halloween extravaganza over at Upper West Side Cafe at 9 p.m. Tickets are in the link of our bio on our Instagram. And you can make sure you follow me and New Paris for all my spooky, ooky content this month. And also just um, to make me feel better about myself because I, I still need uh, outward validation. So make sure you continue to listen to Kate to subscribe um, and share it with your friends. We thank you. We love you. We'll see you next time on Wait, Wait Don't, Don't Do, Do it. it. Cue the music. Bow, 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 bow.